0: usable tips, and support to fire you forward into becoming that best version of you, plus some special guests along the way. You're listening to Strong, Confident, Transform. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to Podcast 129. So it's been two weeks since my last podcast. I hope... um, Do you really want to feel better? Helped you and gave you a bit of a boost and a bit of a, come on, I can do this. So I had someone suggest that I did this um, topic of podcast for this time. Um, I had two options and this is the one I was going to go for because, you know, I've learned a lot about this um, in, I I guess, the past six months. And I chose the title really, really cleverly because I think a lot of us think that rest or recovery is almost a weakness. So it's going to go in a couple of directions, this podcast, because I think some of us rest too much. um, And I think some of us are perfectionists and don't allow any time to rest and recover. Therefore, they get sucked into this all or nothing cycle of, I am weak if I rest or recover. Therefore, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And then, oh shit, I've burnt out and now I can't do anything. So there's two directions that I'm going to go in with this. So I think rest is overrated, And I know that's a bit controversial and I'm sure um, sometimes rest is needed and I'm learning when rest is really truly needed. And when I'm just bullshitting myself into, oh, but I really needed to rest because I had a really hard day or oh, I really needed to rest because I'd done so much and life just didn't stop. So I needed a rest. Like there's a fine line between knowing what the difference is. But I think deep down, if we asked ourselves the question, I think we know when it's time to rest and when we're using it as an excuse to not want to do something. So like, there's this big thing as well that we should rest more because it will make us feel better. And I am a massive... Uh... I'm not a massive advocate of this because you know I speak to women every day that lead really busy lives, really busy lives. I mean I'm one of those women. God I I could work 24 hours a day if I could stay awake that long. Um, like you know, I'm a busy woman. I'm running around after two children, I'm running businesses, I'm um, running a home. I'm doing all these things. I spin a lot of plates, a lot of plates. And I think my schedule would make most people want to cry. However, if I rested because I've had such a long day rather than gone and done my training session, I just would not be able to do what I do. People are doing too little of what makes them feel alive. Training makes me feel alive. Eating really good nutritious food regularly makes me feel alive. Taking my supplements makes me feel alive. Doing the things that I love makes me feel alive. So I could sit on the sofa and in inverted commas, rest when I'm meant to go and train and lift the weights that makes me feel so alive. But it's not going to help my life. And the thing is, when we are exhausted, because I am sometimes, sometimes I truly am exhausted before I leave my house to go and do that training session. But I come home a different human being. So one part of this podcast is to kind of give you a in for resting too much. <laughs> it's like, don't get pulled into that horrible, toxic place where it's like, oh, you work full-time, you've got two children, you run a house, you're really tired, your days are long. When you get home, just get on that sofa with a glass of wine and rest. Bullshit. That leads to burnout. That is the reason high-achieving women burn out. Like, Get your ass at home, get your gym kit on, and whether you have to do it in the kitchen, the garden, the front room, wherever you have to do it, do those things that make you feel alive, work your body, move your body, get your headphones on and go for a walk, cook your nutritious food for the next day. Because I tell you, sitting on the frigging sofa with a glass of wine is going to bring nothing to your life. So pull yourself out of this cycle of my life is too busy to do anything at the moment for myself. Because you will be that person that can't work at all, can't look after their children, their house goes into ruins because they can't look after it, because you just didn't do enough of the things that make you feel alive. Full stop. That's the end of that bollocking. On to the next. So rest and recovery in people that are training on a regular basis. So it took me a long time to learn... (laughs) That resting and recovering from workouts was a really important thing to do. Um, I used to be that person. You know, I need to train seven days a week because, and you know, even today, right now, today, while I'm recording this podcast, Saturday, the day before you're going to get this, is my rest day. I hate resting. I hate recovering. I hate not moving my body because it's what makes me feel alive. It's how I manage my mental health. It's how I feel energetic and good every day, even if it was just 10 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes. So recovery days, I find hard because I know what it feels like to do the things that make me feel alive. However, this is a completely different subject because this is for the people that are training six or seven days a week and are getting ill on a recurring basis because they are not Allowing their body to rest and recover. So, this is a different subject to what I was talking about before. This is for the people that think they need to train seven days a week to achieve. Now, recovery is so important. And what comes with recovery and how we schedule our training into our diary is management of ourselves. Now, I I'm very good at managing my appetite. I'm very good at managing um, my protein levels, my food, um, my water, my electrolytes, my supplements. I'm very good at managing myself around intensely training five or six days a week. Like I've learned this over a lot of years. Most people I meet Haven't got a clue how to manage themselves on training five or six days a week. So, what happens is this woman can do five or six training sessions a week because they're all in, you know what I mean? 100% in, I'm in. And then four weeks later, they burn out. They're tired, they get a cold, a virus, and they have to stop training for two weeks. And then what happens for the further following four weeks? they beat themselves up. They get angry with themselves because they can't get back up to them five or six training sessions a week. Actually, they're really knackered. Their body's knackered. So they've eaten more carbohydrates than they wanted to eat. The sugar's creeping in because they're really tired. But don't worry, I'm doing 20,000 steps a day and I've got five training sessions scheduled this week. So how I want to kind of explain this to you I don't do any more than 10,000 steps a day. It's a rule. And because people think that I do like 20,000 steps a day. I don't, by the way. Um, you heard it here. 10,000 maximum steps for me a day. When I do fifteen or 16,000, which I did when I went to London a couple of weeks ago, I get really upset about it because it wears me out. It makes me want to make poor food choices because I'm tired. It affects my training because I'm tired. So, 10,000 steps a day is a maximum to me. So, stop trying to overachieve with your steps. Because, number one, if you can't manage your hunger at 20,000 steps a day, then you know it's pointless even doing 10,000 of them steps because you're going to make the wrong food choices, you're going to have food cravings, sometimes you're even going to binge. So, stop. Trying to overachieve on that step count. Number two, like, why are you training five or six days a week if you are not an athlete? Like, managing your nutrition around five or six days a week is really hard. So, unless you've learned that, big high five, well done. I know some of my tribe members that have been members of the site for years and years and years have learned to manage training. Five or six days a week. Amazing. Well done. But for those that are maybe just starting their journey or are really struggling to keep, um, you know, a consistent amount of training happening each week because you keep burning out, or you know, you keep having binge moments or making the wrong food choices. Just give yourself a realistic amount of training you can do around a realistic amount of steps that you can manage your nutrition, your hunger, your cravings. You can actually feel okay and not completely exhausted. Like choose to do that because you are going to get results in that space. You know, over burning yourself out, training 5 or 6 days a week, relying on sugar to to for you to be able to do that maybe having binges because your body's deficient because you're just doing too much and like aiming for a realistic amount of steps that aren't going to, you know, plummet you into that, like I'm going to have to eat the biscuit tin because I've done too much. Recovery days are so important. We learn so much in these days and it's when our body replenishes and, you know, you can focus on food, you can focus on other things that are part of this journey So if you are that person that, you know, doesn't do rest and recovery very well, because you think you should be training six or seven days a week, then start getting better at it because you will see your journey like fast forward because adding recovery days is going to stop you from having those binges once a week, or is going to stop you from eating that chocolate before you go to bed because you're so bloody knackered, It's going to help you make the right food choices. Like sometimes food cravings are not just about deficiencies, willpower, motivation. Sometimes cravings are where we are just using up too much energy. And then you have this inability to be able to replenish the protein, the fats and the good stuff that you've got to put back in. So don't hate on recovery days. They are really good. You can still go for a walk. You can still do some stretching, some mobilizations. If you are one of those people that like to feel like you're doing something, then spend some time mobilizing yourself, stretching. Spend some time just going out on a walk, but maybe it's just a bit slower than usual. Spend some more time on your mindset. Do a mindset task or tool. Write some more goals down. Like Get really clear on what you want recovery days are really, really important. And if you are one of these people that think they need to hit 20,000 steps a day, like you, you don't, you absolutely don't. 10,000 is optimal, absolutely optimal. Unless you can manage your nutrition, your cravings, your binging and everything else around it. Also having rest and recovery days, you know, you're not going to feel like you're like a slave to this stuff. Having rest and recovery days actually feels really good because you are able to rest and recover. So it's not a weakness. It is not weak to take a step back and have a rest, which leads me into my next kind of area that I want to talk about is this whole, I haven't trained for two weeks, therefore I'm starting all over again and I've failed. So let's explore this a little bit. So it's okay to have time off. It's okay to step back from the regime of whatever you're doing. It's okay to do that sometimes, but what do we need to do is the reaction needs to be That when we do have a week off or two weeks where we maybe don't fit the training in for some reason, whatever reason it may be, if it's like two weeks, is that we tell ourselves when we are going to start again and we do what we say we're going to do. It's okay to fall off the wagon. It's okay to fail. Actually, it's more than okay to fail because hopefully in that week or two weeks that you didn't do anything, you'll realize that it makes you feel like shit. And you don't want to feel like shit. So you're going to pick yourself back up and get back on to what you were doing. Three or four training sessions a week, maybe two training sessions a week, if that's what works in your life, with your busy life. Moving your body and eating your meals, fueling yourself well, working on your mindset. It's a work in progress, right? When we fall off the wagon and refuse to get back on, that's where the problem is. It's our reaction that is the problem. It's okay to have a day where you eat a whole packet of biscuits. It's not actually, but because that's binging, but (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's okay to make some choices that are not right. It's okay. But what's not okay is when we use that as a reason to kind of sabotage ourselves into a month of doing that same thing, not picking ourselves back up and getting back on with it. It's so important how we react. Like one recovery day is not going to ruin your progress. Five recovery days is not going to ruin your progress. A week of maybe not doing as much is not going to ruin your progress. A month of not training anywhere near how you usually do is not going to ruin your progress. What ruins your progress is quitting. And I've said it on so many occasions in these podcasts, in that we can fail. It's okay to fail. It's okay to screw up. It's okay to maybe take the foot off the gas for a few months because you know how busy it's going to be and just scale back everything you're doing as long as you're ticking over. It's okay to do that sometimes, but it's the reaction that, happen, that, that is the most important thing. It's like 1% better every day. We must keep moving forward every day. Little failures, obstacles, these bumps that we all come across, we all come across. All of us have obstacles that get in the way. Like they're not there for you to quit. Like they're there because that's life. And we have to learn how to react to adversity. And this is a big thing, like when things happen in our life, if our first reaction is to quit, then that is a big problem. Because in life, you are always going to have things in your way that are going to test you and make you want to quit. But if you want to be successful, if you want to be someone that finally achieves their goals, that person that is full of health, vitality, Training is just part of their life. You're an amazing role model to those small people that you have been responsible enough to bring into your life. Like we have to learn how to deal with adversity and how to deal with adversity. What I mean by that is to not quit. Quitting is like not an option for me in anything in my life. We don't quit unless it's something that's incredibly toxic to my life, of course. Um, And then quitting's absolutely fine. But, you know, how I take care of myself, like sometimes, especially when, you know, in 2021, when I really damaged my ankle in a freak accident, um, I would say it was a big adversity in my life. I could have quit. I could have quit exercising. I could have quit on everything because it made me friggin' miserable. I was in a very dark hole for a little bit of time. However, I didn't quit. I fought on. I found ways. I found a way of making it work. Every time I fell, <laughs> excuse the pun, um, I picked myself up and I got back on. I was like, what can I work on while this ankle recovers? What can I get better at while this ankle recovers? And yes, there were days where I wanted to tell everyone to fuck off out of my life, leave me alone, and I want to quit. Of course, there were days that were like that. Luckily, I had people around me, which is why I'm such a big advocate of having a tribe, a community, a guru, a mentor, someone you can turn to. And luckily, I had that in my life. So I didn't quit. I asked for help, I moved forward. I kept moving forward. And you know what? I am the fittest and the strongest I've ever been right now. And a lot of it comes from that ankle injury where I learned to be really frigging resilient. I learned that my body was capable of a lot. And I learned that adversity is just part of life. You can give into it or you can find ways of growing from it. And I refused To be that person that completely sunk into the sand because of this injury. I refuse to be that victim. I refuse to be that quitter. And, you know, like quitting since then has become so far from an option for me. Like, I know how resilient I can be now. I know that there is always a way. And, you know what, in any adversity in your life, It's like, what can I do to make myself feel good right now? So it's learning that. I don't know how I got to adversity, but I'm totally going off on a tangent. So the point of this podcast was to kind of like tell those people that feel like they're too exhausted to take care of themselves... It was kind of to give them people a bit of a slap and go, you're not tired because you're doing too much. You're tired because you're not doing enough that makes you feel alive. Like wake up, wake up and realize that you are the person that's making yourself really exhausted. You are the person that's making this situation worse. And the reason, because you will not accept that you're not doing enough that makes you feel alive. Get up and do the walk. Get up and do the workout. Make some nutritious food and stop using the excuse that your life is too busy to take care of your health. Tough, but true. And those that think you need to train seven days a week, you don't. Recovery days are game changing. Having days where you focus on other things is game changing. Take a day to prep your food rather than do the workout take a day to work on your mindset write your reasons why down write your future do you down like take take a day to just play a board game with your children rather than doing the workout because you're going to train three other times that week and that's good like one percent better every day and it includes rest and recovery if you are one of those people So, I hope this has helped you today, and I hope that you've taken something from it that is going to encourage you to move yourself forward by 1% tomorrow. Um, As always, let me know when you've listened and let me know what you think. If you think any of your friends, your family would benefit from listening to something like this, please share it on. Um, I love to hear that people have listened to my podcast, so please do. Um, I am aiming for every two weeks at the moment. I am currently up-leveling my membership site. It is currently going through a rebrand and an up-level and it is going to be a lot of work for this uh, Vicky PT over here. So I'm aiming to release a podcast every two weeks at the moment um, rather than every week. So I will catch you soon in two weeks time and the topic of the next podcast, because I've already got it, um, is called I Would Die For You. So look forward to that one and I'll catch you soon.